Every house is bound to have a few rats, right? I bought the old house the year I graduated from college. It was incredibly cheap for such a big house. Two stories, multiple bedrooms, three bathrooms, conveniences that seemed luxuries after my tiny college dorm. It was a very nice house, despite being located in the middle of nowhere. And because I had lived in a fairly large city for the majority of my life, the silence at the house was, by far, the worst thing about it. I was used to the hum of the city, the constant drone of cars outside my window. And here, the nights were torture. The silence was louder than anything I had ever heard before. In my first week at the house, I threw away my old wall clock because its ticking, in the absence of any other noise, was so loud it was apt to drive me crazy. This turned out to be a bad decision. Ticking was annoying, but it was at least a distraction from the other noises. I convinced myself every time that the noises could be attributed to the rustle of the wallpaper, a branch against the window, or the standard hums and bumps of an old house. I wouldn't admit even to myself that the noises did freak me out. That's probably what the rats were, at least at first, a convenient excuse. It was unreasonable to expect a vermin-free home in the middle of a forest, of course. But there were a lot of rats. I first noticed them when I opened a cupboard after my first trip to the store in the nearby town. I tried to put a loaf in there, and I was greeted by three huge rats staring blankly at me with beady eyes. After that, I found more rats around. Several in the basement, a few scuttling around the porch steps, the patter of their tiny paws in the attic, even a big gray one in my bedroom. Now, naturally, I purchased a few rat traps, which seemed to help the problem quite a bit. A few days after, I got a cat, too. It was a small, scraggly creature I bought for $10 in a Walmart parking lot. But soon, my new cat became so efficient at catching the rats that I no longer felt the need to purchase rat traps every few trips to the store. Though I never really liked animals, I began to grow close to that cat. I even started calling him Tom, which I believed to be a suitable name for a cat. It would have been perfectly easy to feel content at that point. I was settling into my new home nicely. Tom was a good cat, and the vermin problem was under control. The only problem was that the noises hadn't stopped. Now they did quiet down for a while, just enough to explain them away. When I heard scratching, I would pat Tom between the ears and tell him he must have missed a rat or two. When I was sure something scraped against the window, it was probably just the limb on the tree outside. And once I thought I heard something moving in the basement, I asked myself what Tom could have been doing down there, never mind that I had just seen Tom walk into the kitchen. 
You see, there was always an excuse. Usually, I blamed it on the rats. After a few weeks, Tom wasn't bringing dead rats to the doorstep anymore. I always patted him on the head and told him he just had bad luck. And I didn't let myself think that the cat had killed all of them. Oh no. Then it would have been harder to explain the noises. But looking back, I suppose what started it was Tom pawing at the door, wanting out. It was late, and that cat had never wanted out at night before. I assumed he had seen a rat or some other small vermin outside, and so I let him out and I went back to bed. Not long after that, I heard a relentless scratching noise outside my window. It was a harsh, scraping noise, not unlike fingernails on a chalkboard. I turned over and tried to get back to sleep, but the noise continued. And finally, I got up and went to look outside and see what the problem was. Something had its face pressed against the glass. It stayed there for just a second, but the fleeting image was enough. That sight will haunt my dreams for the rest of my life. Its face was long and as white as bone. It had no eyes, but a red light seemed to burn deep within the pits of its skull. Black veins ran over its head, crisscrossing and bulging. The rest of its body was covered in a thick black fur. And then, all of a sudden, it was gone. Now, Once I had the time to think on it, the creature was made even more horrifying by the fact that my room, and of course, my window, were on the house's second floor. After it left, the sheer reek of it finally hit me. The whole night was filled with the smell of the thing, despite the fact it never entered my home. To my knowledge, the smell was sour and rotting, making me want to vomit. I staggered back from the window, petrified by both the sight and the stench. I cupped my hands to my nose, my eyes watering and my legs shaking so hard that I could barely stand. I spent the rest of that night locked in my bathroom, a knife clutched in my hand, doubting what I had seen. And when morning came, the light gave me the courage to go outside. I remembered that I had let my cat outside, and I went around the house, calling for him. Now, it didn't take me long to find him, but... I don't know, I won't go into detail, but poor Tom didn't even look like a cat anymore. I wanted to bury him, but the smell of the creature was all around him, and to be honest, I didn't think I could get very close. I was scared, and I was angry. The thing had killed my cat and taken away any hope of a quiet, safe life here. And so, not knowing what else to do, I went to the police. I wasn't hopeful they would do anything, but I knew I had to try. I was angry with their reactions, though. I knew I would have reacted the same way, but they didn't offer any help with my problem and only told me that if I didn't like it, I should sell the house. 
I drove home in a rage, intent on doing just that. I planned to put the house up for sale that very night. Let some other guy deal with that thing. I never got to my house, though. The thing was in my driveway. In the light of day, I could see its clawed hands. Huge, long paws with claws the size of my entire hand. It crouched on all fours, and though I was still a fair way from it, I could make out the expression on its face. I watched as it tilted its head to the side, and I could have sworn it grinned at me. Naturally, I put the car in reverse with the intentions of never returning to that house again, and as I drove away, I could hear it scream. Loud, almost scarily inhuman. I got a new house and tried my hardest to forget. I didn't tell anyone. I mean, who would believe me after all? All I said when people asked me was that I found a good deal on a house in the city wasn't untrue, and that the house in the woods was just too quiet for my liking. My new home is close to the city. It's not as quiet here, but it's undeniably more peaceful. I won't deny that I still see the thing in my dreams, but the important thing is, I'm happy here. I got a new cat, one that seems even more friendly than Tom was, I even found a job that I could work nights, so that I'll never have to fear that thing staring at me in the darkness. I won't deny that sometimes, I do hear noises. Scuffle in the basement, a rustle outside the window, and just once or twice, even what seemed like scratching outside. But after all, every old home is bound to have a few rats.